0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kick it to Scoops. I'm Cooper, the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors and results, and uh, got a big show lined up for you guys and girls today. May not see the excitement in me at the moment for a multitude of reasons. Unfortunately, the season for the Saints is over after the 24-point loss of the Giants in the elimination final. Just want to say that little clip you've seen before the game, my match day vlog. For the grand final, uh, for the elimination final, I wish the grand final. For the elimination final, it's going to be pinned down in the comment section down below. So go check it out. If it's not pinned for some reason, go check the, the most recent videos. Uh, go check out that match day vlog. It was awesome to film. Um, A lot of content, a lot longer video than normal. So go and check it out. would greatly appreciate it. Just wish we won. Would have made the vlog even more sweeter. And also now with the AFLW show tomorrow night at 7 p.m., I did film the Saints game. S and V and in the AFLW that is also pinned down below and in the most recent videos on the channel. So please go check it out. I greatly appreciate, it to meet some of the S and girls, I got some great footage as well. Um, so I'll discuss that more on the podcast, on the women's show, the AFLW show tomorrow night at seven pm. But go check it out down below or check the video, most recent videos. Would greatly appreciate. It. Go hit a like on both those videos. Smash the sub button on this channel if you haven't already. <sighs> but one thing I want to say off the bat, All right? Okay. It's not so much about the result. When I got up on Saturday morning, you know, you, you'd want to feel excited, nervous or whatever. Then I see the news on the secure page. They wrote, Tim Membry is out due to personal reasons. Um, and Anthony Caminiti, who wasn't in an emergency, it's been a pretty bad I, like I got a bit, I got really worried of how St Kilda worded their statement, and um I was really stressful. Forget the game was in the background for me. Honestly, I was more worried about Tim Embry. Um, how do I put it? So throughout that post, I'm like, flip. I'm not even worried about the game. I'm just worried about Tim Embry. We love you, Tim, and hope you're all well, mate. And then is what I didn't see until after the game, which I wish I had seen this before the game, but Lenny Hayes did say it's mental health reasons. So we love you, Timmy, and we wish you all the best, mate. we're all here for you. I had a good story I mentioned on my Facebook and Instagram pages um, about meeting Timmy Memory. It was um, in COVID time before the second wave happened. I think it was the second wave of COVID was happening the day before actually, before there was restrictions and everything again, met Tim on that day in particular. Um, as part of a reason of why I was attending. Some of the players were going to come over. And it was only going to be like one or two. And um, some of the players at that stage were just walking, walking by or whatever. And Tim, the nice guy he is – came over and I've met Timmy before that, but that they proved to me what a great person he is. You know, he didn't have to stop, but he did. No one else at that stage did, we wish you all the best, Timmy. We love you, mate. Um, now let's go through some of the show today. Let's go have a look. So, yeah so all right that's that's the uh, podcasting there so let's look at the graphic there look at it there sorry so anyway right so now that was a that's a batter I've had done but also, Going back, so that, yeah, so the Timmy stuff, you know, as I said, the game. Now, when I say the game didn't matter, it's like, excuse me, it's an elimination. But like I said, the result, of course, I wanted us to win. But I was more worried about Tim than I'm worried about the game. So I was kind of sidetracked for the whole game, to be honest. Um, but uh yeah, to be honest, it's hard to speak about to be honest. But um yeah. It was great atmosphere. As you've seen in the start of the video there. You seen um uh yeah, you seen the video there. It was loud, sixty eight thousand people there, which was great to see. Um Yeah, it was sorry, I'm gonna be yeah. It's disappointing that we lost the game in the end, but as they always say, there's bigger things in football. Um, it, it, we'll get to the game in detail later, but it was disappointing that that's how the season ended. You know, a lot of people wrote us off and um, proved the doubters wrong throughout the season. You know, especially the Bulldogs in round two by like 57 points. Beat Geelong late in the season to qualify for finals and eliminate them in the process. We beat Richmond, who people rave on about as a top eight team, even though they weren't that this year, but people raved on about them pre-season. Uh, we had some good wins against the Swans, the Giants, in the mid-part of the year. So there's more as well, but we had some good wins in there. So I'm really proud of how the team went this year. We could have came back, but we're going to get to that in a minute. So also on the show today we go through the world famous segment. Scoops goes bang. Um on a few topics. I'm actually gonna add a late one. I hadn't actually written this down, but actually, I had the um graphic. Sorry, not the graphic, the video in my um my uh StreamYard gallery here. And I've just it just reminded me, so thank you to myself for not deleting it off StreamYard yet. But um <laughs> so, Simon Goodwin on Scoop Sears Bank, he's ridiculous comments about Brayden Maynard. Oh, that's wrong? with Yeah, about Brayden Maynard, we're going to get to that. Um, And also, on Scoop Sears Bank, we're going to talk about the umpires in the St Kilda game in particular, but just umpires in general, not knowing the basic rules. And no, I did not say they cost the game. They were garbage, but I'll get to why they were terrible. Soon in Scoops Goes Bang. am also going to review the finals just gone and preview the semi finals. I'm going to go through some trade news and anything else in between. So first off, let will start off with this. You want me on Cameo at decameo.com or slash Cooper G? I'm going to roast a friend with someone happy birthday. Anything at all at decameo.com or slash Cooper G. Um, please subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Once we hit 3k subscribers, we're doing some prize giveaways and uh. I'm looking at one of the prizes, and, Rick, if we eventually hit that, you'll get a prize, most likely. So, yeah. All right. Oh, it's time for the world famous segment. And you're going to acknowledge me. In this segment, it is the world famous segment. Scoops, goes, I. You will acknowledge me here. I'm about to get angry. I'll sort of change it up a little bit. All right. The umpire in the security game. Do the umpires not know the basic fundamentals that have been in the game since they've been alive? Dropping the ball, incorrect disposal, and if the ball's past the boundary line, it's out of bounds. To quote BT, Brian Taylor, that was out of bounds. I think there was like two or three examples where GWS were clearly out of bounds. One of the Whitfield one, I remember very well, was clearly out of the boundary line, which then led to a GWS goal in the third or fourth quarter. Third quarter, I think it was. Or second, whatever. An important part of the game, regardless, when Secura were coming back. And, no, not paid. Incorrect disposal. Xavier O'Halloran dropped the freaking ball and then was tackled and, and it fell out or he threw it out. Whatever. So that's incorrect Disposal. Not paid. Then off that fumble, drop, throw, holding the ball, that wasn't paid, Kelly or someone picked it up, ran, kicked it, goal. It's a disgrace. The umpiring is shit. Every single damn freaking week. Four boy hasn't worked. O'Gorman, another game that O'Gorman has umpiring in a Kilda game And why does he get a gig in a final of all bloody weeks? Why didn't Chamberlain Razor Ray get a gig? He told you why when I interviewed him, but that's not the point. He should be in over people like that. If O'Gorman and those other three umpires in that game, in our game, the Saints-Giants game, gets a gig in the semis, prelims, or grand final, I'll be furious. But I'm not going to expect anything less than the AFL. They love handing games to people that don't deliver. It's just like clubs handing games to players that don't deserve it. That's a whole other argument. I know what holding the ball means and incorrect disposal means. I know what uh, when the ball is out of bounds. Maybe you should know that too. Pathetic. And any momentum we got, which wasn't much, fucking ruined by a shit umpire. When he go? Got it to the 3 goals. start of the last was like two or four minutes in. They made sure to give GWS a bullshit free kick to get them back to four goals out. Then it was gone. Every little momentum swing we had go our way, at the end of that swing, they'd stuff it up. The umpires, that is. Now, we shouldn't have let GWS get that big lead. That's not the point. The umpiring was shit. Again. Can they stop? ruining the game and learn their own freaking basic rules that have been there since they've been in diapers. Seriously, do OPSM still sponsor the AFL? Cause maybe they need to go there. The boundary umpires as well. And seems this year that the goal umpires need to go there as well. I'm animated with this cause I'm sick of the umpires being shit. Fix it, Andrew Dillon. Pathetic umpires are a joke. And there's not many umpires that have been consistently good this year. There's not many games where I can watch a game and go, yeah, they they were good. (laughs) Umpires and good aren't in my vocabulary and not in many people's vocabularies. There might be odd moments in games where they're all right, but a whole game? Uh Uh-uh. Nah. They're seriously bad, and they need to learn the basic fundamentals if we the fans can know the rules maybe the afl umpires should know the damn rules themselves because oh i don't know they affect the results learn the rules there have been rules and people can go oh but the rules change every year and blah 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 these are basic fundamental rules that these people have the the rule has been there since they've been in diapers and then most of these people will be over 30 years of age. So you get my point. Lift! Lift! Your game! You ruined many games this year. You stuffed the Suns over against them, against Melbourne in Queensland. Eight basic free kicks that I thought were blatant cheating towards Melbourne. That even Jason Dunstall, the Chief, was pissed off in six of the eight ones that I made up. I'm um, not made up. I founded. Jace, the Chief, fully agreed with six of them. That was blatant cheating. There's been games this year where umpires are stuffed other teams over. And moments. The umpires are a joke. Now, Simon Goodwin. He got a two-year extension lately. Again, why do coaches rush? He's been there a long time. Why need? He's not going to get poached. Not right now, anyway. I want to... Here we go. And I'll let you listen to the Braden Maynard incident where he's been sent to the tribunal for over three weeks. <sighs> get to that in a second. But, um... Listen to Simon Goodwin talk about this. Keep in mind, Brayden Maynard went to smother Andy Brayshaw. He jumped off the ground, straight up in the air, hands up in the air. And then, because he realised he was there to clash with Brayshaw, he turned, twisted and braced for contact. And unfortunately, Brayshaw landed on Maynard's elbow. But here's Simon Goodwin's reaction to this, and uh, it's embarrassing. What do you make of the incident with um, Maynard and Brayshaw? Uh, Look, I guess... That'll be sorted out during the week, but um, yeah, you know, we've got a pretty shattered player in there. Um, yeah, look, you can only go by the facts. He jumped off the ground and knocked a guy out, so I guess time will tell. When you say... Yeah. Oh, he's, he's upset. Yeah, yeah. he's um, he's obviously had a, a history with concussion a, a long time ago, Um so he's obviously dealing with some emotion there. But, you know, he wants to play finals footy. He's going to be missing for a few weeks. And, yeah, that's disappointing. Look, we all feel for Angus Brayshaw. We hope he's all good. Why is that worth – it's either none or three, by the way. It can't really be in between so, of how the grading system works. But I feel it should be nothing. It's an accident. It's a football in accident. Maynard, had he not braced for contact, how he did, he would have collided head on with him, and he probably could have been concussed. He was only saving himself. And some people can argue that Angus Brayshaw got concussed or sur- impacted this knock from a previous knock where he got hit in the gut, or he ducked and hit, hurt himself there. That could have impacted. If it, it wasn't the it wasn't the incident that. Made it bad, they definitely played a part. So Simon Goodwin, seriously, mate. He didn't, Maynard didn't intentionally go to clean up Brayshaw. He went to smother and turn because he realized had he kept up putting his hand up in the air and jumped up in the air, he would have smashed into Brayshaw. So he tried to do the best possible thing. Maynard doesn't deserve to miss one game for this. Being sent to the tribunal, that'll be done tomorrow night. Brayden Maynard deserves zero weeks. Zero. Now, I'll have Melbourne fans looking about this, but quite frankly, put that position, turn that around, say that's Angus Brayshaw or Melbourne player doing that to Maynard or any Hollywood player. Would you be saying that, what Simon Goodwin said? You wouldn't hear Craig McRae Craig whinge like Simon Goodwin. So Craig McRae is a great person, and he doesn't make excuses. Lift your game, Simon. Aesthetic. All right. Now it's time to go review week one of the finals, and uh, uh yeah, hang on. A- Oh, uh, it's really disappointing. It r- truly really is. We <sighs> have to go through. we have to push through. Started on Thursday night at the MCG. It was Collingwood 60 defeated, Melbourne 53. Well, I told you so, that Melbourne wouldn't win. And I told you so, that Melbourne have played like one good quarter for pretty much the last seven games. And they've Lucky to beat North Hawthorne by a quarter. They beat St Kilda off St Kilda's goal kicking and off a quarter. Uh, I lost Carlton recently. They only beat Melbourne because Brisbane choked a two-goal lead with like a minute and a half to go. Like Melbourne have been lucky, and they've been exposed. Tom McDonald is in the answer. Ben Royne's now got a week and should get at least two. Should have got at least two, but he's got one. Um, so we'll have to see there how that works. He's in trouble. Uh, Melbourne are in trouble in that four line. Fritch. missed some shots he would normally get. It's just inexcusable with how they play, and then they somehow get away with it for a quarter. Collingwood were with a far better team, but Collingwood almost choked. Melbourne had plenty of opportunities, actually, in that last quarter to actually hit the front. They couldn't capitalise. Like I just said, Fritsch and other players. So they had their chances, and they blew it. So they lose Collingwood have the week off. Got a home prelim final against either GWS or Adelaide at the MCG on a Friday night. So that'll be huge for the Pies. And one step closer to the grand final. The next game they're going to go through. So Melbourne will host Carlton Friday night at the MCG. We'll get to that shortly as well. Uh Friday night at the MCG. It was Carlton seventy four in elimination final, defeated and eliminated the Swans sixty eight. Swans, well, they had their chances too. It's funny. People were raving about how great the Collingwood cult, uh, Collingwood-Melbourne game was. It wasn't that great. That wasn't killed in GW. She would have said it was shit. Let's be real. Carlton and Sydney, on the other hand, was good. I enjoyed it. Carlton just got the win. The Swans kept coming and coming and coming. And unfortunately, they had a few chances late. Jack Martin, who also got two-week suspension, who deserved that, by the way, is swinging arm on Nick Blakey. Deserves that, and I don't think they've appealed it. So, rightfully so. Um, if they made the grand final, he would be eligible. Um, look. Wasn't, oh, one thing I want to add Michael Hippard is retired from Melbourne at the end of the season. He's currently in 197 games. If Melbourne make it to the granny and he plays every game from now on, he'll play his 200th in the grand final. What on Michael on his career? But yeah, Carlton, Sydney, Tommy Hickey, unfortunately, is retired in his last game. The full club journeyman Ruckman, St. Kilda, Gold Coast, West Coast, and Swans, 151 AFL games. Icky tried his all. He was the better Ruckman on the night over Pittman and DeConin. But unfortunately for Tommy, it's the end. Uh, he had a good career at all those four clubs, in particular St. Uh, St. Kilda and Sydney. A old Tommy in retirement. Very underrated Ruckman was Tom Icky. Um, but, yeah, McLean was terrific, didn't he, guys? He get like, three goals, like, 12 marks. He was awesome. And, like, 11 hit outs as a backup Ruckman. He was terrific. He was the Swans' best play for Carlton. Well, Kurnow was well held by um, Rampi and Malikin and co. Um, unfortunately, with the Swans' their season's over, the former grand finalists from last season are out. Next game. Oh. St. Kilda, GWS. St. Kilda, 77, are de- defeated and eliminated by the Giants, 101. <sighs> Cooper Sharman got the first goal and was like, here we go, here we go. Then Toby Green off out the back, got a, goal a lucky tap off one of the players and it fell towards him. Hit the goal and Royal Marshall kicked the next. I'm like, Here we go. Then GDW's got the next one through. I think it was Daniel Lloyd, and then back to two goals each. And it's like, oh. and then after that, from that first five ten minutes, GDRS shot out to about forty points up at half time. From midway through the first, and it was really bad. And then to our credit, Brad Hill and the sideway and Ilmario in the third quarter, on the verge of three. Because in the last forty five seconds, both goals to get it to twenty four points, at three got a time. Then Jack, he can see the first goal in two to four minutes to the last quarter to make it eighteen points. And then I said earlier, as I said earlier. Earlier, the Arby's fucked it up. They shit the bed. And gave Jeter a much-important goal and was almost impossible to get from there. Disappointing out of the season. I thought Jack Steele was tremendous. The skipper, 37 disposals. Um, Rowan Marshall was terrific in the ruck. Briggs, I thought, was good as well. They both had their moments where they were both really dominant and got ahead of their opponent. Um, Briggs is a strong physical ruckman. And Mitch Owens shouldn't have been in the ruck against him. They should have tried something different. They subbed off Hammer, Anthony Caminetti at halftime. So that probably that's why Owens went back as the backup ruck. But I think Marshall needs to tr- just – if there's anything negative, I think Marshall needs to play in the ruck a bit more frequently, like in t- game time. When you're saying that, that's why Tommy Campbell is there, Ross. Didn't play him all year. Um, most disappointing. King kick three. On Sam Taylor did, did it all right. Missed an easy shot the second quarter thing it was, which was disappointing, but it's not his fault. It's I think the midfield the defenders probably played their one of their worst games collectively of the year, along with the mids, to be fair. Um the ball was just getting in there and they were running out around fifty, kicking goals on the boundary from fifty out on the run. The defenders weren't many up. Ross, why do we never have a 4 line? It happened in the women's game. It happens in the VFL. You kick a forward in the 50, and there's no one there. Or if there is, it's about three on one in the, around 50 metres out. Why can't there always be a play in the goal square, Ross? Freaking do it. King's a giant. I think Sam Taylor would be more worried about being one-on-one with King in the goal square than about 60, 50, 50, 50, 60 metres out. That's something I feel that he needed to change throughout the season, and he didn't. It was disappointing. Now Brisbane 123 smashed the power of 75. Paul were actually in front in the second quarter, but then there was a few bursts with sin- uh, Brisbane got like three goals in a row on the verge of three quarter time, and during the third quarter and second quarter, the last quarter. And it's just like how disappointing could you be for a Port fan? Goal kicking early was a problem. Lie set. Todd Marshall missed some goals early. Um, Ollie Lord, oh Lord, what a performance from Ollie Lord on Harris Andrews and Jack Payne. Four goals, one. I thought he was terrific. Uh, Butters was okay. Butters got fined for dumping Dane Zorker. I think that's about right. Um at Brisbane they were terrific. Uh Lockie Neal was well held though by Willem Drew. But the Power get a second chance this week against the Giants. Let's now go straight into doing that. Let's go preview week two. Week two of the finals. There's two games this week, as I said, Collingwood and Brisbane have the week off. Brisbane will host the winner of Carlton and Melbourne at the Gabba. And Collingwood will host the winner of Poyle and Cheetah And Obviously, both losers will be out. So, we're going to start off Friday night at the MCG. It's Melbourne hosting Carlton 7.50 Victorian time. I'm going to be tipping Carlton in this one. Uh, they only just beat them not too long ago probably lucky because of the Petrarca rubbish that wasn't given a goal for the stupid score review yeah, another an error they made um, which we went into detail at that stage I think Carlton if they can be consistent if Curnow can play a four quarter performance been terrific this year but I feel in patches Curnow's had a huge burst in 10-15 minutes or a quarter kicking three goals and then you don't see him really for the rest of the game so you've just got to fix that consistency a little bit if there's any negative Charlie Kern, the Coleman winner winner back-to-back seasons um but yeah he needs to fix that but i'll be tipping carlin by 10 points here um and then on saturday night seven forty victorian time seven ten south australian time it is the power hose the giants i'm actually going to be tipping the giants here i really really am beware the giants been saying it all damn freaking year two bad games this year early in the year against collingwood at the mcg who they coincidentally would be, pl- would be playing next week if they win this one and their other bad game for the season was coincidentally against who they played this week at the same venue, probably only about three games ago. And they lost by like 45 points. So different Giants, more pressure on the power after just losing. Dylan Williams got a hammy. We don't know if he'll miss or not just yet as of this recording. Trent McKenzie, the cannon, went off sore in the last quarter and late in the third. Will he be okay? Travis Boak, will he get back into the team? I think he will now. Um. Will Charlie Dixon come back? It's another question. Port fans will be pondering and hoping that Charlie's back. Who fall? No, that's a question. It's not going to be Ollie Lord. He just kicked four. Uh, it's an interesting one to keep an eye out on. But I'm going to tipping the Giants by 20 points. I really rate the Giants. And again, the dark horse is no longer the dark horse. I mean, business. And they're in the eight. And now I'm going to tell you right now my premiership tip as of right now is Collingwood. And my other option is the Giants. So in other words, if you don't speak Hollywood, the winner of that prelim wins the granny for me, even over Brisbane, Melbourne or Carlton. So I'll be tipping the Giants by 20 points. All right. Now it's time to go through some trade news. Liam Henry has nominated the Saints during the final, before the game, an hour or two before the game. Liam Henry picks and Kilda and, uh, how do I feel about this one? I mean, he was linked to St. Kilda and Hawthorne heavily. St. Kilda the most. I kept saying that to everyone, and I kept getting really good. Hawthorne's the favourite. Toomey said so. Uh-uh. Wrong. I was right. i telling you the entire time we've been the favourite for him. You can all acknowledge me down below. How do I feel about this move? Okay about it. Is Sam Flanders-esque form late in the year. Sammy Flanders in the last 9 or 10 games averaged 29 disposals. Henry hasn't done that exactly. His last two weeks were quiet, but the six to eight weeks in a row before that, he's averaging about 23 disposals on the wing. So he had some good form. It might have even been more than 23 disposals, but he was good in those six to eight weeks. I feel he's worth a pick only around 30 at best. I know a lot of people say he's worth a late first, early second. Which that's just ridiculous. He's not worth any first rounder. St. Kilda got picked twelve and thirty one, I think it is. Thirty one's about fair. That's completely fair. That's fact In fact that's in fact that's overs. But thirty-one is around the mark, so take it and run, Freo, that's all you deserve. Um he's not worth more than that. Peter Bell thinks he is <laughs> well he's not. Ben McKay, um, Still got interest. This is the one that's the most open. Sydney, Hawthorne, Essendon been linked to him. I don't. I can't get a, quite get a read on where Essendon are in the Ben McCoy race. I feel Sydney's the favourite. Then it's Hawthorne. and then North. I mean, then he's out of North and Hawthorn. Uh, Essendon. I'm like oh, I don't know where they are. How how interested they are. How in, in depth. Cl- how close they are. Where they ranked amongst who's the next best chance to get him. Um, It's uh, A really interesting one Honestly it truly is um, But yeah I feel like Ben McCoy Go to the Hawks I really do I mean the Swans I really do The Swans Sorry Hawks fans Brodie Grundy Been reported By multiple reports That Sydney are now The favourite For Brodie Grundy I still think it might be Port, but Sydney are definitely up there as well. It, it's Port or Sydney. It's not Geelong, thank Christ. It's none of them. As of right now, it's none of them. So Port, Sydney. I have Port slightly ahead. He's met with Port not too long ago. He's meeting Sydney. I'm, just, I'm assuming he's keeping all his options open and seeing what they'll offer him and money and whatnot. Living arrangements, I don't know. But Brodie Grady will leave the Demons and. He should never have gone there in the first place, which is his fault and his manager's fault for wanting to go there. It was never going to work. And Max Gordon treated him like crap. If you've seen in that documentary, he said they promised how they'll work together. And that was all full of shit. Jay Gresham, Saints free agent, apparently at his exit meeting today. Um, the club wanted him to stay, but there's no offer on the table. So I find that very interesting. From what I hear, he's still more likely gone. But this is not as obvious as it was a month ago. Put it that way. Um the clubs that were interested were Carlton they cooled off a little bit. They still are interested. Apparently Essendon and Richmond in the link. I haven't really heard that. I've heard more just Carl and and maybe a little teeny bit of Essen. I haven't even heard Richmond at all. But he'd be a perfect fit for Richmond as well. And Essendon for that matter. But I would love to keep Gresh at the Saints. Underrated as that different style of pace in the midfield that we desperately need and are targeting. So when he does play this, just keep him, Saints. Jack Silvani. now. More likely to stay. A bit of a surprise there. Um, Brandon Soke Thatcher, likely to join Quadelade from Essendon. Surprised he hasn't made his decision yet. Sava Radagalia, officially nominated at last week. I know some Port friends that are happy about that. I wouldn't be. I think that's a terrible move for Um but he's going to join there. If he rejected a Hawthorne seven-year deal, I would I would cringe to know what Poitelaide have offered him. If Port have offered five, I would answer why he's taking that. Because Port away better than Hawthorne, right? But if it's anything four or less, that's a big gap and a big risk money-wise. Maybe he just wants a better club. But I, I would question Jason Cripps' list management and Hawthorne's list management crew, Mark McKenzie and co., for trying to offer Asava Radicalia long-term deals, because that's pretty bad, if you ask me. Jordan Sweet, um, the name I want to throw on the ranks, Bulldogs, Fringe, Ruckman, dominating the twos for the last two or three years, can't get a game behind Tim English. West Coast have been interested for a few years. Apparently, some Victorian clubs have shown interest. I haven't really heard any clubs in particular yet, uh, West Coast. Um, so, we'll have to wait and see there. And two Saints. I want to finish with, Nick Coffield and Hunter Clark. Coff has got some interest from Brisbane, injury-prone this season, been in the twos last six weeks, half-back, intercept defender. Um, St. Kilda got about 14 guys out of contract. I think Hunter Clark and Nick Coffield are probably two that go out. Uh, and Hunter Clark had interest in North Melbourne last year, and I expect them to show that interest again. So that wraps up the trade talk. So my final thoughts are simply this. You want me on Cameo, head to Cameo.com or slash Krupa G. You want me to roast a friend Wish someone happy birthday, anything at all, Cameo.com or slash G. Please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Please like this video if you haven't already. The AFLW show tomorrow night at 7 p.m. If you want to see me do any more interviews or kicking challenges um, with AFL players, AFLW players, VFL, VFLW players, upcoming drafties in the AFL or AFLW competitions, um, please. Message me on Instagram, AFL Info Live, and we'll try and tease some of those interviews and golfing challenges up. I'd love to do more. Um, potentially may have one later this week, so stay tuned for that. Can't tell you who yet. Um, there's a teaser for you. Thank you all for watching. To the next video tomorrow night at the AFLW show at 7 p.m. The most important thing of all to remember is go the Saints. And of course, acknowledge me, the one. Come on, Saints. Next year, Saints 2024 in the eight and hopefully a premiership. Go, Saints.